Peace and blessings, everybody. This is Karev, and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. Today, we have a wonderful interview with Intel of Second Generation Wu. That's right. Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Wu Tang. But not the 90s version of Wu Tang. This is today's version of Wu and the Wu family. Second Generation Wu is Power and Intel, and we have half of the team to tell us about what they're bringing to today's hip hop culture and the legacy that they are leaving behind for the next generations to come. But before we get into the interview, we have to pay our bills. First, we are brought to you by Transparent Credit Repair, the superheroes of the financial credit world. If you are bound by debt and you're looking for financial freedom and to be saved from this headache, you can go on www.transparentcreditrepair.com for financial freedom and to learn how to take control of your financial life. We are also partnered with Fatty's Place for virtual assistance to social media, Wildfire Marketing, and Lex Diamonds Entertainment LLC, which believes hip-hop is also gentlemanly, where we could talk about music, sports, fashion, and more. To contact any of these wonderful gentlemen and their businesses you can look them up on instagram and facebook right now we are going to take a pause and get into this wonderful interview with intel of second generation wool after the interview i'll come back with my commentary so let's proceed to give you what you need peace peace my man it's nice to get to talk to you today yes sir it's your boy intel second generation wool thanks for having me Hey, man, it's a pleasure, and this is like the, something I really, really needed, and I'm going to tell you why. Wu-Tang is one of my top three favorite hip-hop groups of all time. Wow. And, yeah, and with the line, Wu-Tang is for the children, and seeing the evolution of Wu-Tang over the years, this was important for me because now I'm getting to see the next generation of a family legacy going to its next spin you know what i'm saying exactly and that's really what you know part of part of what we're trying to accomplish you know what i'm saying well let's talk about the group first and foremost who is second generation wool it is intel son of ugard and power son of method man but you know the, the see the term second generation wool to me is really one it's a fact we are the firstborn sons of our fathers which makes us the second generation of them and them being the wu-tang clan um, and then secondly, you have second generation, you know, the musical collective, which would be me and Power. But we'd also make music with Sungar and YDB from time to time and have for years. So, you know, they are included as well, but they've had their own established careers as individuals. So that's why it is structured the way it is now. So second generation Wu is a duo, not a four set. Correct. Okay. I see that kind of throws me off because in the first video, there's four of you. Yeah, with that record, you know, we came together, and all the music that we make together will be labeled that way. Okay. Regardless of if, if there's three of us, one of us, you know, well, not one of us, but two of us, three of us, you know, and, and also we're Jizz's son. There's a lot more of us than meets the eye, so really it's a collective under that brand name. All right. So let's do some history then. Because, yes, yeah, 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 you got son. And I remember one of the famous, um, famous songs, um, you got talked about a son being hit by a bullet. Is that you? One flew astray, and it caught my little seed. Can it be? Yeah, that's me. Well, may the most high bless you because you're still here, and that's what's up. Thank you. Of course. And that's one of the most famous lines off of the second album because mm -hmm. it pulled you into the reality 
of what the Wu-Tang is, and it's not just a bunch of rappers that put words together. These were family men, and these were established right. men. How does that legacy fall upon you and make you a better rapper, do you think, in your opinion, than somebody who just comes out of nowhere and has to try to stake a name for themselves in the game? Ooh, well, come out of nowhere. Me come out of nowhere? Well, I mean, no, just... You have a legacy. I've been rhyming for 15 plus years, so I wouldn't really categorize it as coming out of nowhere. But I, I do have, understand how you know my music is new, and I'm new to many, many, many people now, especially with me and Power coming together and joining forces with the other sons and going under the, the brand name of Second Generation Wu. But what that legacy did for me personally was set the bar very, very high in terms of lyricism and the message that you deliver in your content. So that's how it helped me progress as an artist. Right. Now, I didn't mean you coming out of nowhere. I mean, how does that legacy help establish you as opposed to somebody who's not coming from a legacy? And you say with the bar being established high, that means you have to come correct because you're not only representing you, you're representing the legacy. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I appreciate that about the music because let me run down some history for you. Anyone who knows Wu-Tang, you know Young Just. That's Jizz's son. Mm-hmm. And they were on Jizz's albums. Anybody who knows yeah. Go Follow Ghostface, you know Sun God. Family, that family affair bit, um, song was crazy, and he ripped it. You know what I'm saying? And he also mm-hmm. tours with him. And he also tours with him. His verse on Street Opera, that was one verse that inspired yeah, That was crazy. Going. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I see. I got to see him live. Shout out to Ghostface and Sun God. They was at the Wellmont Theater in Montclair, New Jersey. I got to see them oh, walk, so walk so live. Nice. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So you got that. And I mean, um... We have it's it's not uncommon for people to be in the game or the line, and then their deceits take up that opportunity. Did they ever try to stop you and tell you don't get into the game, just do your own thing? I, I can't speak for the others, but I would imagine the temperature was the same. My father did not want me to be in the music industry or do anything music related at all, and it wasn't until you know recently where I told him like, yo, this is who I am. That he was like, I. You know, and fully embrace me. But yeah, I imagine they wanted to steer us away because they went through trials and tribulations and not realizing that things can change or you can steer us away. They just wanted us to not even fall in the same trials and tribulations that they fell into. I uh, watched other interviews that y'all have done. Shout out to Jojo Pellegrino, you know. And what I try to do is not to ask the same questions that y'all do on other interviews because I want to interview with Heritage Hip Hop to be fresh. Yeah, I, I wanted to be fresh, and here's something I want to take. I want to take your interview in a different spin than I usually do with other interviews because you're brand new to me, and I'm learning you just the same way. Heritage Hip Hop was named because our heritage is the forefathers in the spirit of the Most High that made hip hop from within us and gave it to the masses. So. When I talk about hip-hop, I say hip-hop is spiritual. It comes from God. Your heart has a beat. You walk in mm-hmm. steps. Your, 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 your endocrine systems and your respiratory system is a harmony. So when it all right. flows together, your body's in strength. It's in spirit, right? Right. Now, that's the heritage of who we are. The legacy of who we are is the continuance of keeping true to something that's real and that hits the people where they feel it the most, pain, pleasure, heartbreak and victory from Wu-Tang being the legacy and heritage of second generation Wu how do you count your victories as a part of just being out and saying that we are doing are doing something that 
no one has seen or felt before? Wow, that is actually a very great question, and I can answer it by saying, you know, the message that is within the song that once you look past who we are and who our dads are and all that legacy stuff and where it came from, the simple, pure message of the song is a message that I, once it entered into me from the source that I, I felt I needed to share with the world and I was actually obligated to share with the world. God made everything around me. Forget about the money. None of it is real, y'all. In a world where people are obsessed with Instagram and the social media platforms and materialism, that is a message that needs to be heard by the masses, young, old, whatever color. And that is right now one of the victories that I, I personally count, I think we all count, with that particular record. Also, the the, the you know being able to come together and, and formulate you know the right plan for the world to hear, you know, it takes a brave group of individuals to think they could flip a sample better than the RZA, the legendary RZA, and it takes an even crazier MC to think he can write a hook better and deliver it better than Method Man, but who, else, who better than his firstborn son? That's just how I feel personally about our victories. Which is amazing. See, that, and that's what I mean. That's why this is so important because a lot of people use nepotism as a way to cheat the culture. And what you're using is your legacy and your heritage to enrich the culture. Because the first exactly. thing that stands out about the hook is the spirituality of the hook. Absolutely. See, I was hooked onto the song when I first heard it because I'm like, second generation, woo. And it kind of hit me because, like I said, I grew up with the clan. So when I think second generation, woo, it's like, okay, this, this sounds like it's coming in the veins of Sons of Man, Killer Army, mm -hmm. Woo Syndicate. But when you hear the music, it's not. What it is is a rehashing of truth with a new spin on it. What do you bring to the Wu-Tang legacy that the offshoots did not bring besides bloodline? We are not trying to recreate something that was already perfected. Like, I mm. feel like the Wu-Tang, the Wu-Tang Wu and Wu-Tang Clan is two separate things to me. Wu-Tang Clan is a group of individuals that came together that made phenomenal legendary music. And then Wu-Tang is a universal entity of its own now mm. i'm trying to tap into that and, and and see what else that has to offer the world for the second generation and as far as wu-tang clan there is no point in trying to recreate the sound all we can do is pay homage to it add to it respect it but not recreate it constantly for albums and albums and albums i feel like that's what some of the other affiliates have done do you feel because i feel i feel this this is my own personal opinion you could tell me if i'm wrong do you feel that paying homage is a lost art in hip-hop today I absolutely do. I, and what does that I, mean to I you? Agree. Paying homage to me is showing respect from where you got your inspiration from, showing respect to how you got where you are, and never forgetting the people and, and the places you've been and the music that you've heard and whatever you, whatever the inspiration you got. Just, you know, share the, the spotlight and don't act like everything is just coming from within self. Because plenty comes from within self, but... You know, there's also plenty that comes from out of self as well. Dope. See, paying homage is what y'all did with the first video. You got black and white, protect your neck with a little bit of black and white. And it had the numbers the, on the I bottom the of the editing. screen. Thank you. Thank you. I did the <laughs> editing on that, and it took me a while because I wanted that. I went in, you know, I've been editing for, you know, since I graduated film school in 2013. And I wanted to attack that Thank you. I wanted to attack that cinematically. And, and, and for the true watchers like yourself, do things like that to show y'all you know, we have respect and we don't, we didn't forget where we come from, you know what I'm saying? And we're doing mm -hmm. our knowledge and we're doing our homework and whatever we don't know, we're willing to learn. Now, 
Another thing that was very rich in Wu-Tang culture was the names had a meaning. Method Man, because there's no method to my style or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You got and you guy had the, the classic single Bizarre, you know what I'm saying? So he was telling you about self, you know what I'm saying? Right. Old Dirty Bastard, there's no father style. We can go on and on and on and on. Right, right, right. Power's not on the phone, so I can't ask him about that. But intel is the information that makes a man better to have to have an upper hand on his enemy. Tell me about intel. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. You, you hit the hammer right on the head. Like, I've always been, you know, once I realized what my true purpose with this rhyme art was and that I need to be delivering how I feel and true information and true knowledge through my art, through my music to the masses, that's when I settled on intel. Because before that, I used to be go by intelligent black. And then I was like, oh, that's too many syllables. I ain't nobody going to want to say all that. And then I was <laughs> the young Intel, and then you'll still hear Method Man say, shout out to the young Intel. But when I mm-hmm. turn 18, I'm like, yo, I'm just Intel. You know what I'm saying? Which is also the prefix to intellectual, intellect, intelligence. And I, I pride myself on making sure that, you know, when you hear my music, you will be smarter than you were before you heard it, and you will have more neurons and more neural paths after you hear my music than you did before. And Power's name, I think, comes from... You know, he'll correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, you know, from the Supreme Mathematics. Okay, that's cool. See, it's written in the Bible and in the Quran. I don't know if you follow the Quran or Bible or anything. But it's I written... I some pieces from all the good books. Okay. It is written that when the sons of righteousness make themselves known, the world will rejoice. Mm. And, and even in the world today, where people of color, especially on TV, where the men are over-homosexualized over or punks, and the women are barbaric and angry and they throw drinks and they fight. People in other countries look at people of color and hate the visions that they see. And they, some of them actually believe that that's us. Whereas when you travel and meet people and they, they are relieved that we are not that people and they look forward to the intelligent so black man or original man to take his spot back because they know when the righteous are set in order, the world would change. How are you going to righteously set the game back where it should be by existing in it? That is a great question. And I just, you know, I guess by leading by example, existing, continuing to do what we're doing with the mission that we have and the music that we're making, and hopefully through the grace of the universe, inshallah, being able to go to these places where people have those thoughts and have those images and show them something differently. You know, I've been around on I've been around the world on tour, off not off the strength of anything but my own music before second generation rule, without anyone knowing who my father was, and I've touched the people over there and they are ready for the resurgence of messages in the music, real hip hop and music that you can dance to and have fun to again and not something that's just a product to be sold to you. That's dope. See, I was I was really hoping that I would have to got gotten Everybody in, in in my studio, and we could have had a conversation in person because I know it's good. It's good to Time speak, but certain. we can still set it up for another one. I try and get all four of us for you, brother. Uh, no doubt, because I'm trying to get all four of us just for the first for, for the seven OD record. That's why I had 13 <laughs> years because it was 13 years good. ago that I had this this theory that yo, you know, we all family, we all rap. Like why 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 haven't we done this together? You know, and when seven well, OD existed, that that dream became a reality. Well, that, that that that's cool. And, and the reason why I said that initially is because sometimes you need to feel the power to, to, to know that it's real. And right. a lot of people in hip-hop do a lot of talking and you don't feel that energy. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and, and nowadays in hip-hop, there's a lot of collaboration without truth. 
How do you define mm. truth music? How do you define truth music, and what makes the people know that they can feel it when it comes to your your gift to the world? Ah, uh, wow! You have some of the great greatest questions I've been asked so far. So, truth Thank music you. to me would be just music that is authentically from you, like you set out without any intention to make something for someone else. You try to make something for yourself first and foremost, something that you want to hear, something that you think is great, something that you need to say, something that you need to get out. And then once you perfect that, you decide to share it with the world. And in terms of collaboration, it's like, you know, the Internet is a great tool and it's allowed a lot of great songs and a lot of great music to be made. But really the best way is just, you know, everybody being in the same field of existence with sharing the same energy and the same aura to really get to some of the greatest music because that's how it was done before. Like all the music that we love, all the classics, the hits, everybody was in the same room. And sometimes they didn't have infinite amount of takes on Pro Tools. Sometimes they only had four takes to get it right. Word. See, that's why I'm, I'm loving this conversation. And I'm going to put something out in the air, and I want you to tell me how that feels towards you and if it relates to you and your group and movement at all, okay? Okay. Wu-Tang Clan is the comic book generation. Second generation Wu is the anime generation. What does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. That is such a wow. That's so real. Cause okay, wow. Let me get my let me get my thoughts together. I <laughs> am a huge Dragon Ball. Like I live by Dragon Ball Z. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Kira Toriyama. Like that anime, that manga, that story. Those characters help guide me the way the Shaw Brothers films help guide Rizzo. Okay. And the way the comic books help guide meth and all of them when they was younger, like anime definitely is the thing that, you know, we look at the stories and we find the truth and try to be relatable. Mm-hmm. That's dope. So you're you you're not you're not you're not a stranger to new JBs, huh? Say it again. You're not a stranger to new JBs, huh? That does that name sounds familiar, but I'm not hundred percent refresh my memory. So New JBs was a producer who used anime as a as a um the basis of all his beats. And unfortunately, he died in a car accident before he got really, really big. Damn. So he inspired the, the, the music for like, huh? I said, that name does sound familiar. I might have heard it before. Did he do the yeah. adult swim music? Um, No, he inspired them people, I believe. Ah. He, may, he might have, but I know, I know like if you think about like Cowboy Bebop and the, the beat yeah, and stuff oh, like that, Samurai Shampoo, yeah. he's the one that inspired that movement. Wow. Yeah. New JBs was great. You can look them up on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, and I mean, Seth might have tried to put me up on them before. And that, and I mean, that's what I'm talking about. That in the comic book generation, it wasn't cool to read comic books until a certain time. And now the people who read the books are now the leaders of society in like the upper echelon because now they're grown. Whereas the new generation of anime is more in your face, it's more colorful, it's more vibrant, where the message is right there. It ain't about who's just going to be the toughest dude. It's the person who leaves a lasting impact. Word. If second generation Wu does that, well, let me ask you this way, because you brought up Dragon Ball. The, 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 the long-lasting power of Dragon Ball is not the fact of the fight. It's the love of the character that makes you watch the fight. Absolutely. So Both how are people... Interesting characters in the world. Exactly. Like, like, like how, do you, how, do you punch, how do you punch somebody and they fly in space for six years until they come back and you're dead and you still beat them in the spirit? You know what I'm saying? See, I watch Dragon Ball too. We can have this conversation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So how does second generation Wu appeal to the masses to 
make them want to understand the character or the rapper, the MC, the lyricist, the gift giver, rather than just being hooked on a name and just living off of name. Because we also acknowledge that there's a whole plethora of people that don't give a fuck about Wu-Tang Clan, bro. You know what I'm saying? We get <laughs> real. There's a whole plethora of people, so we got to make music for them as well. We got to acknowledge yeah. them as well. And we are artists. Each individual, each one of us is an individual artist in our own right making music from, you know, a variety of different spectrums. You know what I'm saying? Power has a Mac Miller influence. I have a Lupe Fiasco influence. So it's like, yo, you don't mm. know what you're going to get. But when we come together, it's second generation woo. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to get the same thing every time, but you will get the homage combined with whatever we need to give the young masses so that they can feel the music and get the messages. That's what I mean about making music that you can move to. Because originally, that's how hip-hop started to me, is, you know, people expressing, you know, themselves over beats and production that made you want to dance for hours and just move mm-hmm. your body. So imagine that combined with going back to the knowledge. So that's really what we're trying to achieve. And hopefully the young, you know, anyone that's listening with a fresh ear and an unbiased ear to the name will just appreciate the music for what it is, which is dope. You know what, that's, that's, that, and that's where I was going to get to. I'll offer what you said a little bit earlier. When I said, I, I believe this, today's, today's, um, today's hip-hop is not fueled off of competition. It's, it's, it's viewed off of deception because people will do a song with each other and then not fuck with each other or people will yeah, do a song with each other through email and not or through vibes you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and and that is probably due to my generation and also been carried out to your generation unfortunately and i apologize to you as a whole for that and the reason <laughs> nah, why man, i say that is. no it's not it's, it's influence and this is what i'm gonna say back in the day people would want to be single acts until they were forced into being an act. Or they wanted to be single acts until they was like, man, fuck the industry, and we're going to do our own thing. And that gave mm-hmm. fuel to the independent thing, right? Mm-hmm. But from what our our generation gave y'all, that's how hip-hop, let's just say, evolved into what it is now. Some people hate it. Some people love it. I'm personally a neutral because I think there's great hip-hop everywhere. I just don't think we're Word. being fed good music. Word. You, see, you know what I'm saying? And, I mean... When it comes to, thank you. And when it comes to like understanding you guys today, we who are considered old heads, it would be, can, will be, um, we, we would look at y'all two different ways. One, y'all either purists or y'all on some bullshit. Like me, <laughs> like me personally, I think R&B died and the last R&B singer was like Cisco. <laughs> don't say from Drew Hill. You know what I'm saying? Because now mm-hmm. all the R&B singers look like rappers. And all the rappers yeah. try to use harmony in their lyrics instead of giving yeah, delivery and punch. Upside, everything is upside down. Right. So then in a world where the singers are rapping and the rappers are singers, how do you stake your claim to make your own lane and get tell the people, hey, we're over here. Fuck that bullshit right there. We here. We just get back to rappers doing what rappers do is just rapping as hard as we can, my G. You know what I'm saying? Like, real talk. Just going hard over any beat that is put in front of me personally. But, you know what I'm saying? The stuff that power has is incredible. And I'm not, that's no shade to the rappers that's doing harmonies because I got stuff of course. where I experiment as well. We all got to be versatile. But it's how you go about doing it. For example, um, we all know that song. Uh, we all know M-E-T-H-O-D, man, right? Yeah. I'm about to give you some exclusive shit I probably shouldn't even be telling you, right? Okay. But he's got that part where he's like, I got myself a 40, I got mm-hmm. myself a show. We all love that, right? 
Mm-hmm. Now imagine a power song when he's rapping in that entire cadence. Not wrong with that, you know why? You know because people are gonna imagine, use people gonna use the influence of that in his father. And imagine it's a song about his girl. Like you know how powerful that is. You know what I'm saying? It depends on the delivery. Not, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because right now it's a great idea, you know, and it could it, it falls upon his shoulders. But I'm just saying we we are open to to being you know um, versatile when it comes to our sound because we know that that's hip hop is, is ever evolving. True, indeed. Now, I'm going to give you some questions that I usually give people in person. I call these my rapid-fire questions. I usually do this at the end of the interview. I don't want to keep you too long, but, you know, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really happy I get to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? So let's, let's have let's, – great. Let's have a little bit of fun. All right? All right. Here we go. Question number one. Since you're an established artist, there's certain things I cannot ask you, but I figured I'll just play with them as a, as a whole. Here's question number one. What song changed your life and made you the MC that you are today? Oh, wow. That is such a great question. It was probably He Said, She Said by Lupe Fiasco off his first album, The Cool. That That's a great album. That's one of my favorite albums. Mine too. And it's my favorite album. And the way, just the way he, because at that point, you know, my relationship with my father reflected the relationship with the kid's father in the song and mm. the way he was telling the story. And then he just switched certain pronouns to you know what I mean with the same verse mm-hmm. I was like this is incredible and it just immersed me in a crazy world of, 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 of lyricism that I thought was incredible and that whole album changed me but really that song on that album yeah the first Lupe's first album was incredible mm-hmm. you know Daydreaming classic mm-hmm. The Cool The Cool is my favorite mm-hmm. one of the best storytelling rhymes in, in, the, in, in the game personally mm-hmm. Hurt Me you know Hurt Me Soul Hurt Me Soul is the a classic the third verse on Hurt Me Soul that too, yeah. that, that isn't tied with what I just said. When he said she said, hurt me so, man, because that third verse. Uh-huh. Okay. So that was the song that changed your life, right? Yeah, yeah. What album personifies your personality? So if somebody wanted to get to know you, it would be mm-hmm. that. Would you tell them to listen, listen to this before you talk to me? Wow, that is another great question. And I'm surprised at how quickly I'm able to, to answer these questions. That would be Deltron 3030. Oh, uh, what? Homo yeah, Del Sean Thirty Thirty. You listen to that before you talk to me, then we can talk. Wow, I see. Who? How many people? Mm-hmm. How many people pull out Del the Funky Homo Sapien? Not Shout many. out to the hieroglyphics. Facts. <laughs> okay. Del okay. Too. He's, 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 he's just in the hospital recently, but now he's back. Man, he's back. Okay, good. That's what's up. All right, so check this out. Here's another question I ask a lot of MCs who are new or who are on Heritage Hip Hop. Like I said, I don't know if you did. If you looked at any of our stuff. But um, I go really in deep and in depth because I like to personally get to know the people. You know, I'm not an industry dude. I like to talk oh, to folks. This is a very fun interview, very fun. Great, I'm glad you like it. Here's a question. Um, A lot of people get excited when people do records with each other, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people love the dream of, of doing a record with somebody. I want to ask you two questions. Let's do the first one first. Who had the best guest 16 or feature in hip-hop history to you when they stole a song? Oh man, it's gonna sound mad biased, but uh, the first thing that pops in my head, I'm gonna just say Methanan on Biggie the What, because mm. you know that's Biggie's song on Biggie's album, and Biggie's like, y'all, I'm only gonna get one rap on this, and that's Meth because I like Meth, and Meth just, oh my god, 
He delivered. Yes, he did. Delivered, man. And then they who had the better verse? Like it's hard to say for a lot of people. Uh, if for me, I'm a hard to sayer. I think it's hard to say. But most people I talk to, they're like, "Yo, meth hands down." <laughs> okay, okay. So then, and knowing who was the best guest sixteen in history, so how you said it, who would be your dream sixteen that you would spar bar for bar with, and who's doing the beat? Oh my God! Wait, who's doing the beat, and who am I going bar for bar with? Yeah, what's your feature? Oh, man. Uh, Premier's doing the beat, definitely. DJ Premier's definitely doing the beat. And I'm going to bar, bar for bar with Hove, man. I'm going to go with Hove. Hail Mary. I'm going to bar for bar with Hove. Hove now. Now is when it's time. Because I feel like Hove now. Oh no! I feel like I can. I feel like I could go bar for bar with Hove in this time. Hove now. I feel like that'll really give me a challenge. Mm. Okay, okay. So now let's change the interview. Here we go. What is the benchmark of an MC? What is the challenge that you try to beat? And what is the benchmark you try to set when you rhyme? What is the benchmark of an MC? The benchmark of an MC is to really master your craft, pun intended, mm -hmm. so that you can be the best microphone controller, master ceremonies, and really just command the crowd the way you need to be. Um, and then what was the second part of that? Well, how do you set the benchmark, and what is the benchmark that you're trying to beat? How do I set the benchmark? I just make sure I monitor myself every time I do a show and mm -hmm. see how can I do it better. And how do I try and beat it to be better than I was the last time? Always be okay. better than – always try to be better. You know what I'm saying? That's myself. I'm my own competition. You're only as good as your last performance, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what people say. So, being that you are a historian, because you're telling me about Della Funky Homo Sapien and you got this experience with, with, with hip-hop, and like I said, you come from a legacy, I'm going to ask you this. One of the lost arts in hip-hop is the remix. And y'all actually have a remake of a song, but not a remix, when it comes back to introducing yourself. I want to ask you, in hip-hop history, we either remade the beat or redid the song to give a new feel to it. What is the best hip-hop remix of all time the best hip-hop remix of all time a lot of people don't know this it's probably all i need because mm. rizza made the original and diddy i think produced the the one that won the grammy yes with mary did. on it yep, yeah yep. so that's that's my vote and again the bias because i know it's in the hip-hop thing i mean the wu-tang family but that's my vote again you know hey, man, what is it? a huge influence just like my father was because um, right. his son is my cousin by blood, you know, because Meth's wife is my aunt. So that, you know, it's been a very interesting Wu-Tang web. Hey, man, shout out to you. What they say, my seed, marry his seeds, go with his, whatever. Y'all keep the mm -hmm. Wu-Tang legacy in the family. Y'all living it out, mm -hmm. and that's dope. Part of, part of being a man is to, to give the world your name, have a legacy, and see it live on far beyond your death. That's why they call Abraham the father of faith, because through his faith, we have the example of how to be connected to a God and to keep that legacy going on forever. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Part of, like I said, Wu-Tang is they gave the world a symbol, but they gave the world truth music. They gave the world heartfelt music. They hit the streets. They even hit the dance floor. They had songs for the girls. And even right. in their maturity right now, 
when I met Raekwon, I had to tell him, everybody tells you about the purple tape. The purple tape, sir, is a classic. But lyrically, you were a fucking bastard on the wild, and you killed that album. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they mat and they have I matured. Only, only do for Killer Links 2 is fire, too. Yeah, it's a beautiful album. It's great. Can't get, can't deny that when he wants to put something together, he can. But like yeah, I told like, him, Iron Man. But I'm like Iron Man, Supreme Cartel, man. Yeah, Supreme Cartel is my favorite Ghost album of all time. See, man, you got some shit in common, Dang. I see. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> we got some shit in common. My, but um, my one year, my one year old just turned one, and we mm -hmm. brought him out to Ghostface to one. All right, so, all right, that's dope. So getting started <laughs> early. That's right. You for your teeth. Like I said, same thing with Abraham. God said he gave Abraham the legacy because when he spoke, when he had Isaac, he knew he would teach him from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun, and even when the moon was out, that he would talk to him about who God is. And that's why God gave Abraham the legacy. So salute to you because God gave you a legacy, and you're procuring it through your actions. That's what's up. Thank you, bro. So here's um, a question that I usually end my interviews with, and I want to see what you say. Your legacy is what's pronounced in this world. One day you're not going to be on the planet. Heaven forbid it comes soon. I pray that you live a very long life and you see your children's children's children. I'll do. Amen. And and, and in this and in this time, especially when we have digital footprints everywhere, you inherited hip hop. You're on the JoJo Pellegrino podcast. You have a music video out. You're going to be on Hot 97 and Power 105. You're going to be all these other places, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be a time, when, like I said, when you're not here. And in the year 3050, when they unearth the MP3, because they got some new shit out, <laughs> and, YouTube, and YouTube comes back, and they're like, yo, what is that? And they see you, and people listen to your music. How did you make the world better because you existed and you made music? That is... Every day, what I'm trying to accomplish in finding the answer of, you know, how can I? Because once I do it, I want to do it again and repeatedly. The only way I know at this point in my life is to continue to spread peace, love, and positivity through my music, to uplift those that may be down, and to give hope to anyone with music the way I was given hope when I needed it. So I'm going to keep doing that and hope that, you know, when I'm gone, that that was enough. But if it's not, I'm still in search for what I need to do to make the world a better place for when I'm gone for myself, others, and my son. Word. So as you see by us on Heritage Hip Hop, we really are lovers of hip hop. So I'm going to tell you now, we will support you any and every way we can. I'm not looking for nothing, just respect. And just to tell you that as long as you keep true to your word, we will always support you. So please, whenever you have a uh, video, you can send it up to us. We'll put it on our website. We'll put it on our Instagram. We will support you because I can tell you, man to man, your mind is very advanced for people who only want to shake their asses. You're actually trying to drop jewels, and a lot of people are holding on to so much bullshit that they're not going to let it go and receive it until it really hits them in the head. Mm -hmm. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. No doubt. So for everybody out there listening, why don't you once again reintroduce yourself, tell them what's coming out and how to get in contact with you. Yo, yo, yo. Once again, it's your boy Intel, the I-N-T-E-L-L, one half of second generation Woo. You can find me on Instagram at smartymcfly underscore. 
You can also find Power at Fifth Power, the number five, T-H-P-X-W-E-R. We are second generation Wu, and we want to thank Heritage Hip Hop for, for looking out for us and, and checking us and, and getting our story. Thank you for listening to this groundbreaking interview. This is Karev from Heritage Hip Hop, and we are asking you, please support Second Generation Wu and Heritage Hip Hop by following us on all social media and following Heritage Hip Hop on our website, www.heritagehiphop.com. On our website, on our world premiere page, we are featuring Out the Mud Music Group featuring Frank Castle, Shot Cobang, and Grim Scythe. They have released the BC Era Mixtape, which has been released exclusively on HeritageHipHop.com. You can check that out there and look for their videos and more on YouTube. You can follow us on YouTube as well, where we have playlists of your favorite interviews and celebrities. If you'd like to donate to Heritage Hip Hop, we have a cash app. And our cash app is dollar sign K-A-R-E-V-Y-A-H. For everybody out there listening, thank you. And your continued support helps us grow. And we're looking to support you as well. So if you're looking to be interviewed, whether you are an artist, a small business, or someone who has something to say, your voice is relevant and able to be heard, especially here on Heritage Hip Hop. So to everybody out there, we thank you. We say peace and we're out.